Welcome, everybody, to the Breaking Stones podcast today. Uh, I'm your host, Mike Wolf, and excited to have Kip Rapp of Kencora here with us and uh, getting him on the other side of the uh, of the microphone. Usually he's hosting the podcast, so we're going to put him in the hot seat for once and uh, and see how he can do answering the questions <laughs> instead of asking him. No. Um, but I was a guest on, on his podcast not too long ago, uh, the Concord Corner, and um, really excited to have, uh, have you on board, Kip. So thanks for joining us today. No, no, thank you. Look forward to it. So tell us a little bit about yourself and a little about uh, the story of Concora and how, how it started and how it was founded and kind of where you guys are today and um, maybe your mission, your mission and vision. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, no, thanks. It's, it's, um, I was thinking about this the other day. And as you mentioned, I do a lot of podcasts. I'm not sure if I'm good at them, but I do a lot of them. And it's, it's nice to be able to think uh, about the, the stories that I've heard and certainly Concora and yeah, but I, I've been at the company since late 2016, kind of happenstanced onto the job opportunity. I was in Seattle. It's like, okay, I'm a risk taker. I'll, I'll move my whole family down to Atlanta. <laughs> it's, it's quite a trek, right? That's a change. Uh, yeah. Not exactly what I thought it was as far as uh, when I looked at the original job rec, but it's, it's a great uh, company, great people. And they, uh, have, we have roots in uh, all ever since many years ago in building materials and construction. So we've always been in that industry helping out. And our roots, even before I got here, the company's been around for decades in, in one form or fashion. And a lot of it with uh, helping manufacturers uh, with uh, Revit content, 3D and BIM. And throughout that journey, part of my mission coming on board was to uh, help with the software because building all this 3D models and Revit and BIM, they built a lot of applications internally and says, hey, we can make some money off these apps maybe. And, and they had some, uh, it, it's not easy without product management, uh, kind of a philosophy or discipline framework. And so that's why I came in to help that out. So I looked at all the apps they had and essentially it, it grew over the years. It's not like we uh, <laughs> went straight north. I mean, we took some <laughs> right turns and left turns and, but I always had a passion for just uh, when you want to build great products, you know, the product management mission is to build great products that people want to buy that solve a big problem or objective. And a lot of it has to be uh, focusing on your, customers and talking to them and watching them or listening to them and, and seeing what they do and, and all that. So where we are today, and, and it's with this whole digital transformation, digital strategy, if you're a building material company and you're, you want to grow your commercial business, because as you know, you have a residential and a commercial side for a lot, a lot of folks, uh, your website's really important. Your digital strategy is really important. And we have software that goes on your website that really enables the, uh, uh, that buyer, that, that architect, engineer, and contractor. And we can talk more into that later, but that, that's how I got involved in where we are. It's really fun because uh, I get to talk to people like you. <laughs> and you have all these interesting building material categories. I was talking to uh, you know, precast cement people and valve people and drain people and, and uh, solar. And it, it's really exciting because everyone's got a great way to be able to help out this industry. That's one of the things I noticed on, uh, you know, we're connected on LinkedIn. And as I see um, 
see some of the interviews that you post, I'm like, wow, that's another another industry or another product that just you know we're so focused on stone here and, and the support of our dealers and um, but there's so much more that goes into it on on uh, you know we look at what the architect has to spec or what goes into to a specific project. And I think that's, what's great about what you guys are doing is it encompasses so much. I mean, it's one of the things that are great. I should say, um, <laughs> how was the transition from Seattle to Atlanta? <laughs> the climate's <Yeah>. different. <laughs> well, I've been a vagabond most of my life. So I grew up in Pittsburgh and I moved like probably 12 times in Pittsburgh, <laughs> not by choice, but yeah. And, th and then I was like, it probably got embedded into me. It's like, oh, I got to move every year or something. And so I'm, I lived in Florida and Texas and Memphis and oh, wow. uh, DC. But yeah, Seattle is one of my favorite places because everywhere you drive, you see a mountain. I think it's Mount Rainier. Yeah. And it's really, and you know, the air smells a little better than Atlanta and the water <laughs> tastes a little better. <laughs> yeah. Less humidity. That's for Otherwise, sure. Otherwise, it, it, it rains just as much as any other part of the country, but it just, Seattle's more like a misty rain for nine months out of the year. Well, it's not mm -hmm. that, maybe seven months. The summers are beautiful, little expensive overall, but great city. I, I would definitely probably live there as one of the top cities. I mean, it doesn't snow as too much either. I mean, you think it's in the north, it snows, but it, it's protected, right. so... Yeah, we'll we take a lot of the snow here in the Northeast for you guys, so it's not a, it's not something you have to face too much. Um, so you talked about the the growth of the company and and how things have evolved and the digital landscape and and uh, buyer journey. And I think what's timely about this with uh, the pandemic last year and all of a sudden everyone being we'll say trapped at home or needing to rely more on on their digital resources. Um, you know, how much did that change the mindset of, of customers, of, uh, of end users of Concora, um, or just digital platforms in general? What did you guys see on your end? Yeah, I know. I mean, great question. It's uh, digital transformations, as you know, it's affecting everyone in the world. Um, and the statistic I got, it's like construction is a laggard. It's right above farming and agriculture as far as <laughs> adoption of technology. So, I think we call it the stone age. So I understand yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. the stone age, but you know, that's kind of a factor is it, it's, it is getting uh, more embedded into how you design, how you build, how you communicate. Uh, and, and the reason, you know, it, it, it makes money for people. If you're an architect, if you're a building material company, you have to change to how people are buying and designing and architects, you know, they, they use digital tools like used to be 2D, now it's 3D, and it's because higher quality saves time, makes money, and they can give it to the engineers and the contractors, and it's more collaborative. And uh, COVID obviously has been kind of a shock to the system. Sure. You must adapt or because you can't knock on doors or go to trade shows anymore. So it's it's been pretty consistent that uh, you do business online, especially for the last year or so. So as an architect, there's no magazine that's going to your office, right? Because you're not there. You're not at a trade show or designer or contractor. So you go to the website now, you search on Google or, uh, and for the manufacturer for that, that's what I, I really like about product management is you want to be able to identify those trends because if your customer wants to communicate with you digitally versus through 
like pair your kitchen or postal mail or whatever it is in the stone age, right? Yeah. <laughs> send a pigeon out and right <laughs> but now it's it's yeah it's social media it's your website it's uh, uh doing digital marketing in general and advertising and all that's very important and it's definitely i would say very critical to your business both on a residential commercial side moving forward because that's how people are going to make browsing decisions research decisions specification decisions it's all going to be based on a lot about your digital presence. Sure. I mean, we see it here and, and we're just, you know, we're on the manufacturing side, we're one company, but, um, you know, the, the buyer, we use um, the word journey, right? The buyer journey. And uh, what I often say to, to our dealers when we're talking with them about their digital presence and helping them uh, maybe um, advance a little bit if, if they're kind of uh, one of the late adapters um, is by the time the customer gets to your location, they've already done all the research online. And I think that's, that's what you're alluding to, right? It's, or what you're saying, it's, um, you know, the, the customer journey starts so far in advance before, and, uh, and this allows people to, I don't like to use the word capture, right? But to, to get their attention in the research phase of their project, right? Is that, that's kind of what you see, right? Yeah, and I, I was talking to someone else in a podcast and I think the two good words they've said, um, you, you wanna be visible, you wanna be trusted. And, and, and that, that's a lot about marketing and it, in construction, you know, it's one to three years, right? And, and for a project and you, you wanna be ideally known to everyone that could potentially use your product, or if you're an architectural firm or construction firm, you, you want to be known to those people. You don't want to be a stranger. And a great way to do that is just consistent education and relationship and letting them know you're there and how you can help. Uh, for building material, it's it's similar. And, and it's also um, educating uh, the design community on what you do, what projects you fit in, what your requirements are, differentiate. And, and it's, it's, you never know which one of those touch points, like if it's uh, social media or TikTok or, right. or Facebook. And, but at that point, whenever that uh, building owner or an architect says, hey, I, I heard about uh, Delgado Stone, like what, here's a, uh, they sent me some great material and I, I have maybe a, a project or problem that they may be able to help. So they call you up. And, and I think that's kind of been a consistent message that I've, I've seen that works well. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if you you recognize it. I'm sure you did with uh, with the amount um, that you you have done podcasts or, or research, uh, but making it easy for, for the buyer, right? And I think what I see is when we make it easy for the buyer, uh, it's often making it easier for ourselves as well. And, you know, when I look at a tool like Concura, when when you have the the BIM or um, or the CAD or the design, and you have that partner, uh, you know, it, a lot of a lot of the smaller businesses and manufacturers, we don't have someone in house that does that, right? And um, to be transparent, we're not using Concura at this time, but we have had conversations, and it's something we're exploring, which is how we were able to to connect. But you know what? I'm sure you you hear a lot of objections, or your team hears a lot of objections all the time. So, what what's the main objection that you hear when when talking to manufacturers or someone in the building materials industry? Um, what 
you know, what's preventing them from, from catching up or from taking that <laughs> digital dive? I, you know, I, I'm always amazed and, and shocked, but I come from a digital marketing background. So to me, it's like, well, this is obvious, but <laughs> may, what, you know, what do you hear? What do you yeah. see? And, and kind of what's the conversation that you have with them to help uh, maybe help them understand, even if it's not for now, it, it's an opportunity in the future. Yeah, it's, it's definitely something I think about a lot, um, you know, because our product is a subset underneath those objections. But in general, um, if I had to guess at a few of them, it's one, um, they're not used to marketing. They're, they're used to referral, word of mouth, um, they're, they're specced all the time, or they're pretty far away from the point of sale where they sell through distributors. And they're like, our distributors handle that. We really don't have a need for marketing. And then there's other people that are purely get a lot of business through digital marketing and outreach to architects or engineers and contractors, and they recognize that. So you have that extreme of high emphasis on marketing and digital marketing, and then people that uh, aren't aware or don't prioritize it based on their business. I would say that, you know, people probably fall in the middle. Um, and then it comes down to what I'd say the second thing is, is really understanding that buyer journey it is complex it it's uh not like you walk into home depot and buy with a door or something it, right. it's you you have to educate the architect it's like which architect where they're, they're all over the us right it's like which one do i educate and then educating them at the right time based on your vision and mission of your products uh and then once you educate them you want to be able to uh, have a, a communication and a lot of these uh, uh, marketing leaders that I talk to sometimes just need that education of what that buyer journey is what what's the architect does for specification what the engineers do what in content's important you know, and then keeping the spec and making sure that your supply chain's awesome and that with that level of education it, it goes a long way um, and I'd say the third thing that's an objection is they may recognize this, but they don't have the budget. There's like, oh, you know, we, you know, we spend maybe a hundred bucks on marketing a month or something. <laughs> it's like spend a little more, right? Because I think three to five percent of, of marketing spend on gross revenue is really good. Uh, if you're in a technology company, it's a little bigger. Uh, but yeah, they they sometimes are limited because they're using WordPress or they don't have marketing automation tools or CRM tools. Therefore, it's hard for them. Right. So that, yeah. that I think is the third thing is that their infrastructure is just not providing um, what it's needed for that commercial buyer journey. I, I think, you know, for that one and, and price is always a, a common objection. I think any any salesperson will will tell you before the conversations even had uh, the responses, well, we can't afford that or it's too much money. And um, I faced that similarly here when, when I first started and we started implementing more digital tools. And uh, I'd like to see a shift in mindset from expense to, okay, what's the return on investment for using this, right? And I'm sure that's something that you have the conversation. Um, you know, it, all, all it really takes is one right? One, one architect to probably spec your product on, on a project or use your project, use your product, I'm sorry, fall in love with it and then use it again and again and again. And now look at what you've done, right? Is that, I mean, that's, that's what I see on, on our end on the digital yeah. side. Yeah. And I think it's really important. Like if there's marketing people that are listening is it before I knew anything about marketing, which is, 
you know, not too far back was marketing seemed like a magic black box of spend money here and <laughs> trust me, we'll get, you'll get right. results. And hope, hope for it. Hope yeah. for it. Yeah. There you Everyone go. else does it. So <laughs> it, it must be right. And, and I'd say where you can probably help your executive team is uh, there. And there's great tools out there. What? I mean, you got to have some software to kind of like tracks all that marketing or, or it's yeah. going to be a pain in the butt to measure it all. But you oh, want to, yeah, yeah you, you really want to measure it so that when you start a campaign, you can then show people the results and not everything's going to work. I, I like the idea of experimenting, but you know, if it fails, you know why, and then you tweak another knob. But then when you actually start getting that leads coming in and that awareness and it converts, gets into a specification or sale, then you can show the executives, like if your average project size is $50,000 and you brought in 400 more leads a month through digital marketing efforts. I mean, what the people that I've talked to, those CEOs are dumping more money into that. They're right. like, oh yeah, give me more. Invest more. <laughs> <laughs> but if you can't yeah. measure that, it, it makes it hard to convince people. And, and I think probably a lot of people get got burned early on with the, the social media craze and like, oh yeah, I've, I've done Facebook or, oh yeah, you know, we had a blog and you go to their website and they have like three blog posts or you go to their Instagram page and they post like once every four years and like, well, all right, you can't say it doesn't work if, if you're not really putting something into it. And um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's funny, I often hear people say, well, social media is free and it drives me crazy because the amount of time that goes into creating quality content and all those different things. But it's so to say, for someone to say, oh, free, it's like, well, talk to the person who's investing their time in, in that and see if they feel the same way. Um, you know, you mentioned um, that there's the distributor side, right? And, and speaking from Delgado Stone, we don't sell direct to the end user, we're selling through distributors. But one of the things we've done is in this lead generation model and this digital uh, conversion to digital is generate those leads. So it might be a homeowner, architect, builder, developer that comes to us, say, look, we can't, we can't provide you directly with this information. Um, is there a dealer in the area that you work with? Do you see other brands doing that? Cause we've had great success with it and it, it's a lot more fun to collaborate that way. Um, so in terms of that being one of the objections, are you finding some of the suppliers or manufacturers um, embracing that and, and maybe taking those leads and, and almost investing in the support of their um, dealer network? Yeah, I, I'm a maybe biased, but I, I do think the upfront collaboration if, if you sell through distributors, like you said. Um, but I've talked to a lot of folks and they, I call it like warming up the lead. They'll, they'll meet with the architects. They'll and collaborate. They'll work with their um, dealer, whoever's selling that at, at, at that point. And that, that seems to go really well. And, and we'll, we'll have, I've talked to companies that have, um, you know, teams that, that work on that upfront of the funnel and they they have like a pre-sales person or they have an expert, but I, I think the common denominators is that, yeah, they, they do have a kind of a, a nice emphasis on, on that front part of the funnel when, when there's a, a potential architecture firm or GC or whoever it is, and they're, they're, and they're collaborative, they're experts, and then they work with their 
distributor to kind of have that nice handoff and they stick around too, right? Because that, that can grow into more work in the future. But I, I've, I've seen, and, and, you know, it's across the spectrum. I've seen others that just don't do any of that. They're like, <laughs> we don't send leads. <laughs> Websites, you know, not that important. The distributor, and it, it probably works out really well because their distributor has a lot of work and, and they um, use them because of the supply chain benefits. And, and that works pretty well. It, it's well, just they, in mind. They, have, they yeah. have that now, right? I mean, that, that exists now. And, and I think that's one of the things like, well, we get referrals, we have that. But a lot of this, you know, um, the, you talk about buyer journey, buyer behavior, the understanding your sales cycle. If you get a lead today, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's business, you know, in a week. It could be six months, 12 months, mm-hmm. 18 months, right? I mean, that's, I'm sure it, in your side of the business working with the manufacturers, that's fairly common as well, right? Yeah, and, and that's why I think it's hard because it could be a three-year deal, right? And there's multiple things that could drop you from being part of the buying, the spec. And there's a lot of constituents in place. And and sometimes it is a little shorter for some companies, but sure. it's, it, it is definitely to your earlier point, I think the more that you can collaborate and be with the customer, you, you, you get that feedback. I'm unbiased because I'm a product manager. It's like, I love feedback from my customer. Mm-hmm. So I want to listen to them. So if there's some trend in the future, if there's competitors, if there's a new problem or a new guideline, then I can try to innovate onto that with my product. I've run into a lot of people. The, the best things that they'll do is they'll change their technology, the prefab, uh, the, the material mix. And it's all because they want to make it easier for the building owner that contractor, that architect. Sure. And I, I think they do really well. So simplify it, make yeah. it simple. Well, one of the things, and I know we're running out of time here. Um, and as I, as I read this and thought on what you said uh, in our conversation last time was embrace the change uh, that's happening in our industry. And um, I don't know, feels like maybe it's a political slogan or something that should be on a t-shirt. So maybe we'll see it on you next time, but the embrace the change mindset. And I think a lot of people, it's not just our industry. So many people, they're used to doing things a certain way. There's success. They've had success that way. Um, You know, I don't know, talk more, talk more about that. Cause it was such a, just three words that I thought were really impactful and, and uh, timely with everything going on right now. So um, you know, do you, do you see more, I see more people adapting, embracing the change. Is that something you're seeing and, and, um, and where do you think it's going from there? Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, I kind of think it like a wave, right? If, if you're standing in front of the wave, <laughs> you're going to get knocked over. If you're riding the wave. <laughs> That's a good you, one. Yeah. And you can start with the small waves. And, Cause right. I, I think some people think it's, well, it's daunting. I don't know. And I think there's a lot of ways where you can do it incrementally. It's like, it's like sustainability. You don't have to like solve everything at once, but do it incrementally, right? Get a little education and make steps where it's practical to your business. But I do think embrace the change. It doesn't have to be big change, but I think if you know the direction of that wave, kind of hop on and make little things, right? And if it doesn't work, that's okay. You're still on the wave. You can make other changes. But I, I do think you want to recognize that because you look at all the kind of the generational business achievements. It's because of technology, like the industrial revolution, or you have the internet, you have the website, and you want to take advantage of the and, and you know solar and wind, all these things that are yeah, yeah. technology based. 
it's going to drive consumer behavior, buying behavior, and that's where businesses can go. And, and, and again, I think it's the focus on the customer, whoever it is, if it's the homeowner or the commercial buyer. Yeah, it's um, as as far as it has come, or uh, you know, in in your world certainly, um, it it's there. It, it's now. Uh, it was. <laughs> it's been now for a while, right? I mean, you uprooted and moved your family because you believed in in this, and you're seeing it come to fruition. But it's not. It's not going to go backwards. We're going to see more and more technology. I think, um, and uh, and understanding that buyer journey and. Um, that's, it's a lot. I wish, I wish we can go on for longer because I, I could really, as I, as I mentioned, we could have this conversation all day, really enjoy uh, the conversations we had. And, um, you know, we'll, uh, hopefully we'll get you on again, uh, talk about some other stuff, but, yeah. uh, but as we wrap up here, anything, anything else you want to add? And, and I'll put the link to your show, uh, your show, your website in the, uh, in the notes when we publish this. Um, but uh, yeah, this is great. Mike, I, uh, I really appreciate it. It, it. This is fun for me. I, I don't have to, I mean, it, it's kind of different, right? Cause they do have to think, I was like, Oh, what do I say here? But, <laughs> but it's good to uh, be on this side. So I'm, I'm more than happy and looking forward to what other things that we can talk about. So thanks for having me. That was great, Kip. Yeah. Thank you. And, uh, and again, it's the Kankora corner that, uh, that Kip's the host of, and uh, we'll put the, put the link in the notes. And uh, thank you for joining us on another episode of Breaking Stones.